Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. No matter what, in this journey of life, we all have something. Something we're going through, something we've been through, or maybe something we're proud of, something we're grateful for. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. And my life and my curiosity and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again, there are challenges to overcome and there are successes to celebrate. And honestly, neither one of them are permanent. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, about embracing what we have been through, where we are, and where we want to go. A podcast about celebrating our authentic self. And I am so glad you're here with me because we're going to laugh together, we're going to cry, and in the end, we will be the better for it. So let's get started. Welcome to episode two of We All Have Something. In today's episode, I want to talk about growth, specifically personal growth, and not just the side of what does that look like for yourself, looking into yourself for growth and what is what is that experience, but also then our perception of when someone else has gone through personal growth and what exactly did they have to go through to get there. And I'm going to start the episode off with uh, a lovely sentence written by Maya Angelou. It's so simple and yet so poignant. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Yeah, I've always enjoyed that quote. I came across it several years ago. And I, in fact, if you go to my website on my, my About Me page, it's I start with that. It's something that it reminds me that no matter how beautiful or perfect someone else's life may look, that we shouldn't assume what they have or have not gone through or what they are going through. In fact, it was this thought process that gave me the idea for the title or the, the name of this podcast, We All Have Something, Because We Do. And when we look at and think about the butterfly, not only is this quote or the, these written words from my Angelou Beautiful in the sense of being someone who loves nature and science and knowing what a caterpillar has to go through, but also then as a coach, seeing the world around us, seeing what we have on social media, what is put in commercials, you know, for us to purchase things or to get us to want something. We see through a a very narrow and specific lens the appearance of somebody. And that's not to say that everyone is dishonest and not, not, we're not seeing everything, but I guess to look at it again through this idea that if you're seeing a butterfly and you admire how beautiful it is, don't forget there was a process to get there. And sometimes we feel like we cannot necessarily embody that. We cannot become that. We'll never get there. It seems too far out of reach. Or the other side of it, we desire to be that so much, we want to skip all the steps. We don't recognize the work and effort it takes to get there. And so 
if going back out of the analogy for a moment, I do want to cover just so you get an idea. And again, it's you when you break down what the butterfly has gone through to get to where it is, the the scientific side of it and and everything that occurs. And then you you bring back the analogy of what people have to go through for personal growth, what we must do, how adversity and stress can sometimes be that point of growth that we get through to the other side of that, and it's something amazing and beautiful. So I want to just you know bear with me in my my nerdiness here, my geek out on science and, and nature. When a butterfly lays an egg. In that egg is everything that is needed, of course, for a little tiny itty-bitty caterpillar to develop. But there are also some very specific cells. If I'm pronouncing it right, it's imaginal cells. I'm sorry, imaginal discs. These are a type of cell. And they are in that caterpillar. And the caterpillar has a stomach and all the things. So as it eats and eats and eats and eats, it can gain all this nutrients and this calories to grow and grow and grow. And as it, it goes through several phases as a caterpillar and it sheds off its old, you know, little caterpillar skin and grows into a new body of, of a bigger caterpillar and continues on. And then at some point in its life, depending upon the species, it'll go find a plant or a place safe to hang upside down, and it creates some sort of cocoon or chrysalis. Now, I know anybody in entomology, don't get after me. I'm not going over all the details, and I know there's a difference between cocoon and chrysalis, but for the sake of this discussion, we're not going to get into all these these great details. When I was younger, before I really started studying, you know, nature and science and what whatnot, you know, we were exposed in elementary school to the, the hungry caterpillar story, and, you know, a lot of schools, a lot of elementary schools, you get... In the classroom, the teacher orders the, the caterpillars and you you know, feed them and they turn into butterflies eventually and you get to let them go and it's all beautiful and stuff. But that process, the process of the caterpillar becoming a butterfly, what happens inside that cocoon or that chrysalis? What is going on in there? Well, I always assumed that, you know, the caterpillar's legs change and they grow out and that long, juicy caterpillar now becomes this sort of sleek body of the butterfly. You know, you know, made sense to me. And, you know, any growth process like that, I guess, could be challenging, you know. But remember those little discs, the imaginal discs or cells that I was telling you about? Those stay inside the caterpillar from the moment they're an egg to the moment they get inside that cocoon that they create for themselves. And when that caterpillar is finally sealed up inside that cocoon, the body releases several different enzymes. And if you don't know, an enzyme is a digestive, it's basically it digests proteins. We have enzymes in our stomachs. Um, The caterpillar literally turns to primordial goop. So what once was a foot cell, and once was maybe an eyeball cell, and once was maybe a skin cell, all just goops together. Those imaginal disc cells then start to grow, each one of them having a certain part of the butterfly they're supposed to make. These cells utilize that primordial goo to, as energy, essentially, to grow and create then the butterfly from that point. At any time during this phase, 
if that cocoon were to break open, it would basically come out as just sort of this butterfly soup. <laughs> and at some point in all of these cells and all of this goop finally start forming a butterfly. And eventually it gets too big for the cocoon or chrysalis that it was created for itself when it was a caterpillar. And it breaks out of that. And it is very exhausting to break out of that. And then it has to get its wings filled with fluid. Then it has to take the time to dry those wings. And then finally, it is that butterfly that we all admire. You think about everything that that living creature has gone through. Do you think in the moment of becoming primordial goo, digesting itself through all of that (laughs) stages of growth and confinement and everything that it has to do it is thinking, well, I'm not worried about it because I'm going to be a butterfly. I'm going, to, I'm going to be beautiful on the other side of it. Maybe it does have that thought. I don't know. There's no way to ask it. Do you think, though, the butterfly, once it's out fluttering free, it's able to kind of think back, wow, that was, that was a crazy journey I just went through. That was tough. I really, I mean, I just didn't feel like myself at all, literally. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I made it. I made it through, and, and now I'm off to, to see the world. And so you can look at that, you know, look at that that the butterfly goes through and think about the analogy of when we're going through something challenging, stressful, whether it's issues at work, whether it is personal relations, financial issues, there's so many things we get to experience as a human. And a lot of times personal growth, we don't We go into that caterpillar stage and we do what the caterpillar does. You know, we eat, we do things to just move forward. We're in that stage of just go, 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 do the things. And then adversity hits. Then something challenges us. And sometimes we have to cocoon up. And sometimes we get completely rearranged to the the point where we don't seem to recognize even our own lives or ourselves. We question everything. We feel like this is it for us. We're stuck in this. And yet, if we keep moving forward with what we are destined to do, keep striving to make it into the next day, and as exhausting as it can be to the point where we have to just stop and recognize that it feels like it might be too much, but we choose to step forward into the next day, we have the opportunity to emerge as the butterfly. Myself and and my clients that I've spoken to, and, and, and honestly, just about everybody I know, has gone through something. There has been some major challenge, some thing that has redefined how they live their life or how they view the world, their personal growth. And they are the butterfly on the other side of that. They can look back and recognize what they've been through, how it's challenged them, and how they have grown. In personal growth, when we go through it, sometimes it just feels like crap. It doesn't, you know, you're like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) Some people might argue you did. It's part of our life path. But in the moment, you just cry yourself to sleep sometimes. You look up at the sky and scream, why? Why is this happening to me? And then a few weeks, a few months, maybe even a couple years later, you can look back at it and you usually see 
maybe not the reason why, but you see what you gained out of it, what you grew through, and why that experience, in a way, kind of defines your growth, or at least that particular growth. And one other part of this sort of butterfly analogy then is, again, like I had mentioned before, in the world we live in now, where you turn on your phone and it's just amazing image after amazing image, I want to be a photographer, but how can I possibly compete with all of these amazing things? And I think that's the wrong thing to ask, you know? And again, it could be, I want to be a writer, but there's already so many authors and so many books and they're so good. I want to be whatever, you know, uh, whatever your dreams or aspirations may be, it's easy to look around and see other people doing something similar or doing the same thing and say, I want to be that, but how can I possibly compete with that? How can I possibly even measure up to that? And I think when we do that to ourselves, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We need to change the question. The question should never be, how can I compete or how can I measure up? The question needs to be, what do I need to do to get there? What did they do to get there? How does this work? Instead of asking yourself, how could you possibly match that, be that, etc., be realistic. Be realistic in acknowledging that that person that you're admiring that you want to be like or that that thing you want to do that others are doing, they didn't get there just because they showed up. Showing up is definitely part of the process, but they asked questions. They mentor, they, they found a mentor. They learned, and then they failed multiple times getting there because failure is where the lessons are. Similar to stress and adversity, lessons reside in those spaces and allow us to emerge eventually on the other side as the butterfly. And I've kind of talked this butterfly analogy (laughs) quite a bit. Um, You know what I want to do real quick? We're going to break for a commercial and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about another way that nature and science has taught me lessons about growth and personal growth. So we'll be right back after this commercial. Today's episode of We All Have Something is brought to you by the voices in your head. Rick, what are you doing? I was going to do a commercial announcement. Uh, we have sponsors, the voices in our head. Um, no, seriously, what are you doing? Why do, why do you think you can do a podcast? Oh, self-doubt. How are you doing? Um. It just doesn't really matter how I'm doing. I'm I'm wondering what you're doing. You you've never done podcasting. I mean, sure you've been a guest on some podcasts, but you don't you don't know how to edit. Well, um, self doubt. Uh, you are actually proving my point as some of the voices in my head. So uh, let me ask you something, self doubt. Why do you think you can derail my goal of being a podcaster? Uh, I'm I'm the one that's supposed to ask the questions. This this isn't. No, 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 no. Don't reverse this on me. My role as being one of the voices in your head is to speak up as loudly as possible when you try to do something new or you even think about doing something new. So don't don't try to reverse this on me. Oh, self-doubt. Listen, I know for a fact you are not me speaking, that you're one of the voices I adopted a long time ago from hearing people who said I couldn't do something or laughed at me for trying something new. And now as an adult, I can say I don't listen to you. And I'm surprised you even decided to show up here other than to prove a point. 
Self-doubt does not belong in your head as one of the voices. So again, this episode brought to you by the voices in your head. If you hear self-doubt creeping up in the back of your mind, please know that's not your voice. That's not your spirit. That is the voice of somebody else you adopted a long time ago during your growth. Whether it was when you were a small child, a teenager, or even in your early 20s, at some point you were thinking about doing something new and someone talked you out of it, or you did try something new, and someone made you feel poorly for doing that and made you not want to do that again. And you adopted their voice because it seemed reasonable at the time. I'm here to tell you right now, as your coach, stop listening to the self-doubt. It does not belong. In its best friend, too, while we're at it, while we're kicking some voices out of our head, let's kick out the imposter syndrome voice. Oh yeah, I'm calling it out too. Imposter syndrome voice is that voice that lets you start something because you didn't listen to self-doubt, but then creeps in really quietly going, hey, hey, you you really think you can pull this off? Because I mean, eventually someone's going to see that you, you really don't know what you're doing. My imposter syndrome voice might sound something like uh, wanting to tell me that, hey, this is only episode two and these fake funny commercials really really aren't that good. And that people are going to figure out you don't really know what you're doing. Well, I tell you what, uh, I am going to keep doing my podcasts because imposter syndrome and self-doubt have no room inside my head. Now, back to the show. The other part of the world of nature, I mean, honestly, as someone who has studied nature (laughs) and science and wildlife for my entire life because I'm obsessed with it, there are plenty of different lessons out there that we could draw analogies. But one of my favorite ones is to look at any animal that has an exoskeleton. So think of like crab, spider, lobster, any of these animals that have their skeletal structure on the outside of their body. Inside, they're just mushy muscle and tendons and nerves and all that in the vessels and vascular system. And where we have our skeletal structure is kind of wrapped around, or our skeletal structure is wrapped with our muscle and skin. These animals, it's kind of the reverse. So what happens when you're a baby lobster and you want to grow? Does the shell keep growing? Does that that exoskeleton, it's not really technically a shell, it's a calcium-based exoskeleton, does it just grow? Well, the way our skeleton grows is through Uh, growth plates on either end. So as we grow in time and our body kind of can move and stretch as those bones slowly grow, that's how that kind of works. There are no growth plates though for a lobster as they get longer and thicker. Same with crabs and spiders and everyone else. So the way it works for them and the the way they they grow is they expand within, within their exoskeleton. And I'm so you know just it's kind of the inside grows and grows and all of a sudden it becomes very uncomfortable. It becomes one of those things where just like feeling like everything is just really too tight and I can't move. And the way they grow then is their body gets to a certain phase where they have to crack and break out of the old exoskeleton. And when they do that, they become very vulnerable. They have no protection from the outside world at that time. Until the new exoskeleton grows and hardens. And it can take a few days for that to happen, depending upon the species and what animal we're talking about. So think about this for a moment. Think about this analogy as we talk about this. The time that these animals know it's it's time to go hide somewhere so they can be protected 
from the elements or from predation. They know that it's time to grow because they're feeling uncomfortable. They're feeling under pressure. They're feeling that they aren't quite right in the body they're in right now. Something has to change. And it's this ongoing sense of being uncomfortable. And they kind of pull away from their normal routines. And they, for lack of a better term, kind of withdraw a little bit. That is time for growth. Now, if, if we think about this, in times of our life where we're feeling stressed or feeling under pressure or feeling uncomfortable, it's a really good time to reflect this is something something I need to grow through. What is this stress being caused from? What is this uncomfortable situation? Recognize that when we go through something, that is our body and that is our mind and our heart telling us this is a growth opportunity. We must grow through this. And similar to the butterfly analogy, similar to the butterfly experiencing this process, can it as this primordial goo in a chrysalis think about, well, I'll get through this and I'll become a butterfly. Or when it is finally a butterfly, look back and go, wow, that's something I really went through. I don't know. I don't know if the, the crab or lobster or spiders or other exoskeleton animals have that foresight also that they know and understand that this moment of uncomfortable and stress and pressure is a moment that they will experience growth. And on the other side of it, they'll be bigger and stronger for experiencing it. I don't know if the butterfly can look back and see, wow, all that, all that constant nonstop eating and moving as a caterpillar, that, that moment where my body devoured itself with enzymes so I could become this awesome butterfly. It was worth it. I don't know. You know, butterflies don't live very long. And people eat lobsters. So maybe they do, maybe they don't have those thoughts. But what I do know and what I've experienced by coaching others and my own personal experiences as well, we need to take the time as a human and recognize in our path so far, where have we had that stress and that uncomfortableness? Where has it felt like our whole life has fallen apart and turned to primordial goo and it's not even recognizable from what it was before? That then we've come out the other side and we can see where that personal growth happened, that we can see how this benefited us or how these challenges gave us lessons to learn so we can live our life differently. We need to reflect back on those, not only in a sense of gratitude and appreciation for where we are in life and what we've experienced, but also for the ability to give yourself perspective the next time it happens. Because guess what? It's going to happen again. Something's going to happen again. Life is like that. It ebbs and flows. It's got phases. It, it is not a straight line. And I, I'm willing to bet you know that, that this is just a reminder and so if you're in a space right now where you feel like your life is primordial goo, I hope this podcast and this episode gives you an opportunity to, to maybe step emotionally out of it for a moment and kind of reflect and go, okay, maybe this is, this is one of those weird growth moments. And I don't know what the lesson is yet or, or what kind of butterfly I'm going to become, but I know that I'm going to get there. Or maybe if your life is already on the butterfly side of things, Take this time now as a butterfly, as that, that lobster that molted its shell. Take this time now to reflect back 
to what it was like to be going through that growth phase. So you can better prepare yourself and remind yourself next time something comes up that this will pass eventually. I will get through this. And I need to keep my eyes open for the lesson. And I know from my own experience, sometimes you don't see the lesson for quite a while afterwards. It doesn't seem clear. It's painful. It hurts. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're just confused by everything that happened. But I I know, I know for a fact, if you look, the path you're on includes plenty of lessons. And if you've been through something, look for those lessons. Be open to those lessons finding you. It's worth it. It's part of the growth process. It's part of the human experience. And and it, sometimes it just seems like the human experience is pretty rotten. And other times it seems pretty magical. And I think it's up to us as the human experiencing that to keep our eyes and ears open, to keep our heart open for those lessons, for those growth experiences, for knowing that on the other side of it, will become that beautiful butterfly. I want to thank you for joining me on today's episode of We All Have Something. If you're a returning listener or a new listener, I would like to ask a favor at this moment. If you do not mind, wherever you might be listening to this, please feel free to rate this show, leave a review, when you do that, it tells whatever hosting system you're listening on that this is an enjoyable podcast and other people might enjoy it too. And of course, my goal in doing this podcast and all the communications I do is just to reach out to everybody and hopefully give them an opportunity to be thoughtful in ways that will allow them to enjoy the life they've been given and maybe a little bit more in this crazy human experience we all have. And if you're interested, feel free to go to my website, coachrickschwartz.com. You'll find some more information about myself there, my coaching, also any links to my social media. If you're on social media, you can pretty much just search Coach Rick Schwartz and it'll probably come up. You'll find me pretty easily. If though, social media is not your thing and you're like, I just want to, you know, I just kind of stick to email. Hey, I got a newsletter you can sign up for there on the website as well. If none of the above apply to you, well, my friend, you're in luck. You can always text me. Text me at 619-492-3576. One more time, if that was too fast, it's 619-492-3576. It's also in the show notes below. It's I've, I've joined community. So essentially, you'll first text me. You'll get a link to verify that you are actually who you say you are. On my side, it's an app and it allows me to communicate directly one-on-one, skipping the algorithm and worrying about reviews and trying to get people to share the information. Just you and me having a chat. So you're welcome to join me there. Again, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. My goal with this podcast is to have a new episode out once a week. So if you're actually listening to this as it's being released, you'll have about seven more days till episode three drops. If you're listening to this after all the episodes have been dropped, well, hey, you're welcome to move on to the next one and have a good time listening to something new. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And hey, have a good one, everybody. Everybody.